Hi listeners, we are back. Summer is over and so is our podcast vacation. So sit back and enjoy our fourth full season of Two Girls Talking, starting now. Two Girls Talking, you know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna. And today I'm I'm really, really excited because we're gonna interview my friend Ebony Bell. She is our guest, and Ebony is the owner and editor-in-chief of Tag Magazine, a print magazine created for everything lesbian, queer, and under the rainbow. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful. Hey, <laughs> Ebony, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for having me uh, and having this conversation. It should be really exciting. So thank you. Oh, yeah. we're excited too. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And um, Ebony and I have been friends for several years. We met in a networking group uh, several years ago, and we stayed, we've stayed in touch. We've stayed close because she is a super cool person um, who has this fabulous magazine, and you did not have a background in, in magazines or print or journalism or anything when you started this. So tell us a, why a magazine and why one, and your magazine focuses on lesbians. Don't get me wrong. Everybody is welcome, but it focuses on lesbians. So a, why lesbians and B why a magazine? How'd you get it started? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. Uh, so I have uh, some, background, but not in magazines and publishing uh, or beforehand. Meet up. Um, trust me, I have a lot of experience now. Uh, but I worked for uh, the Chronicle of Education doing advertising. I was an advertising manager. So I feel like that helped in the advertising realm. Uh, and I did a little bit of journalism in high school for the newspaper. Uh, so I feel like some of that stuff was preparing me, but taking on, like you said, a magazine and publishing is completely different. Uh, but we started off local first he, uh, here in the DC area. And mm. I did it because our other LGBTQ publications was very white gay male heavy mm. uh, to the point where I remember when I first started TAG and I did a presentation and I picked up one of the publications. I didn't even look at it. And I had somebody tell me in the first 10 pages, count how many men you see and then go back and count how many women you see. It was 33 men and three women. And immediately wow. I'm like, this is why I started Tag Magazine, mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. I wanted to tell lesbian and queer women stories. Uh, and because we're out there and I believe, uh, our, our stories deserve to be told. And if nobody's going to tell them, uh, you know, I created it to do it. Uh, so that's essentially why I just wanted to see us, you know, now after eight and a half years, uh, we have grown and we're more, uh, have a national presence where we have subscribers all over the country. And of course, you know, it's website. Everyone <laughs> visits the website. So they, yeah, basically it was, I wanted to see people who look like me because I think that's important, especially for LGBTQ youth coming up. Uh, mm. it's important that they see 
lesbians and queer women, especially ones that are a little bit older and and coming up uh, and they can see the amazing things that people are doing and inspire them. Uh, I always say I'd love to uh, for our magazine, you know, to be a piece of history and that LGBTQ youth uh, pick us up in 20, 30 years uh, hopefully we're around for another day <laughs> or so, uh, but you know, 20, 30, 40 years, uh, and have that piece of history and be able to say, wow, these people did this, they did this. Uh, and that's just really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the feedback been like since you've launched the magazine? Because it's grown, right? And so I'm just curious, what, what have you heard from people around the world? Uh, the best things I continue to hear are the emails we receive where people are like, thank you so much. You know, I didn't know about the magazine and it's really refreshing to see somebody telling stories of lesbian and queer women. Uh, that's mm. big, especially the folks that are kind of in middle America. We've received messages from them. Uh, they'll say things like, you know, there's nothing out here for us. Uh, and depending on the area, uh, right. as far as even uh, LGBTQ centers or clubs or bars, uh, there's nothing there. So it gives them a piece uh, to feel connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a big reason the name is TAG, uh, because I wanted a um, something that said connection, right? And linking. Right. Uh, So LinkedIn was taken, so couldn't do link. Uh, (laughs) And Ebony Magazine is obviously taken. But I wanted something that said connection. And I thought when you play the game of tag, you have to reach out and touch someone. Then boom, that was Mm. it. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, Yeah. that is really cool. I I never knew that. It's interesting because you said something sooner uh, or earlier in the conversation too. And I wanted to focus on this. It is important for, for your magazine that you focus on BIPOCs. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Why is, and people who don't know what that term is, and honestly, I didn't know what it was until I started working with a, with a certain group, but that is um, Black, Indigenous people and people of color, BIPOC. So um, my kids knew what it was before me, so I have to keep up with them. <laughs> Your kids right? are awesome. Up with them. I know, right? So this, this was something way back when, and if I remember correctly, when, when we first met years ago, it's also something really important within your queer community. So let's talk about that. Yes, uh, I'm happy you asked this question. So when I started it, of course, uh, I wanted to profile everyone because we didn't have anything. However, as a Black queer woman, I know how important it is to specifically tell our stories and see people who look like us. So we are very intentional on telling those stories and doing articles and profiling black and brown folks. It is mm. super important because we don't necessarily always show up in media and publications and entertainment. Uh, I was literally just having a conversation with um, the actress Leah Delaria, um, and she talked a lot about uh, queer representation, but especially lesbian representation and how it's taken so long to start to see lesbians in media and entertainment. And 
we still have work to do when it comes to seeing black and brown lesbians in entertainment, especially people who look like me. I think there's maybe one or two people that we've seen on TV. I feel like we're like the last of the Mohicans, you know what I mean? For us to actually see uh, maybe like black masculine center women. Uh, so it's our job to make sure we are showing that. Uh, if nobody else is, we have that power to do it. And we're very intentional, uh, especially trans women of color. Uh, you don't really see a lot of those stories as well. Uh, a lot of times in that community or within our whole community, we focus on um, the unfortunate deaths and assaults of black and brown trans women because the numbers are out of control. Uh, but I also want to make sure we're uplifting that community mm. because there are amazing trans women of color that are doing great things in our community. Uh, so I'm happy you brought that up because we absolutely are very intentional about that. Uh, even to the point where, you know, one week I'll see some articles and I'll say to my writers, where are the black people? Where are the black and brown folks? You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to yeah. do better. Uh, so, yeah, even though we're telling everyone's stories, it's so important to have visibility. Uh, and I remember uh, Leah Delaria uh, saying during the web show that we have, uh, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see a masculine, a center woman interviewing me. She's like, I'm what never- does that mean? Yeah. What does that uh, mean? So what you just said, the ma- what did you say? A, ma- a masculine, masculine a center-, center woman. So basically there's a few names. You might call it butch. Uh, you might call it stud. Uh, but I think more of us are calling it masculine and center women. So we're not really super feminine. Uh, we can be androgynous or uh, a little bit more masculine energy. Um, mm. And then some of us get mistaken. <laughs> For men too, depending on how we look. So yeah, that's what masculine of center means. And uh, she was really happy. She was like, wow, there's a black masculine center woman interviewing me. She's like, mm. I never see that. And I was like, this is why it's so important for people to see us. Wow. Um, one question I want to ask you, or just get your feelings on this. There's unfortunately still a lot of animosity in your community. But I'm a publicist. It also feels like the queer community is getting a lot of pub pub in mainstream media. Yeah. Cole Underwood, Jojo Siwa. It's like your community is having a day. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, lesbians! <laughs> yeah. like, so like what are you like what are your thoughts on all this like publicity from these stars coming out and how does it yeah, like how does it resonate for you and your community? It's it's amazing. Uh Five, even five years ago, you did not see anything like this. So yeah. five years and before, people weren't coming out. But the fact that uh, entertainers feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm queer, hey, I'm gender nonconforming, uh, or whatever the case might be, is huge. I think about me growing up and how there was no one on TV that was out. It's very possible they were gay, right? But they weren't out. And I think, wow, how amazing that would have been, how inspiring that had have been uh, to a young LGBTQ person growing up. So now 
we see these celebrities come out and our youth can say, you know what? It's okay. You know, there's an LGBTQ person that's thriving, uh, that's, you know, making money that is in front of everybody and they still have support. I think it speaks volumes. Uh, and I think it's amazing that uh, these celebrities feel comfortable coming out and they don't care because you, you will, you were not seeing that just five years ago. Uh, so true. I'm happy about it because the difference they're making in our younger generation. Um, so Ebony, another question that um, I have that's really been on my mind is how can we as parents better support and educate our kids um, around the issues, not even an issue, but just like about life of LGBTQ. Like if my kids are like, how can I support them? So just for context, I was raised Catholic, um, you know, and Anna and I both have children. I have a an 11 year old daughter who's like, mom, give me pride shirts. And we were always saying like, love is love. And like, you know, we want, like, we want to support all people, all communities, but like, what more can I be doing to kind of um, break that animosity that is still there towards your community. Because I do feel like it starts with the parents and it's how we raise our kids. So what advice do you have for us to just better support your community and educate our children too, to support your community as well? Yeah, first and foremost, I have to say, I have so much faith in this younger generation. Uh, they don't necessarily think the way that my gen, even my generation does. And for those who don't know, I'm, well, 30, you old, girl. I'm 39. So <laughs> in all the generations, you know, that came before me. So I have so much faith in them. Uh, even with the, the kids who don't have uh, supporting parents uh, or progressive parents, I've seen some of these kids uh, really say no. This is not right. Now, not all. Like you said, I absolutely think it starts with the parents. Uh, and there's a couple of things you can do uh, as far as if your child is, uh, is LGBTQ and if your child is not. Uh, if you don't mind me giving you kind of both uh, examples and, and advice. Uh, so if your child is LGBTQ, I mean, I think the biggest thing is remember that that's your child. Uh, it breaks my heart when parents kick out their children uh, because how they identify. I think mm -hmm. another great thing that parents can and should do is do your research, get involved in your kid's life. What I mean by that is, uh, for example, there's a great organization called Smile. Uh, they uh, do programs and all kinds of things for LGBTQ youth in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, that's a great place to start. I know parents who they don't know what they're doing, so they'll get books or they'll reach out to a network of queer folks to just say, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, and you know, can you help me?" I think. That's the biggest thing that sometimes people don't do because either they feel stupid or, you know, uh, I don't know. They feel stupid. That's basically it. And I think if you come from a genuine place in a transparent place, just say, hey, I don't know this, but I love my child and I need some help. 
I think that's the best thing you can do if you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, but the first thing is absolutely support them as much as you can. Uh, learn about things uh, because they're going to be growing up and they're going to be, you know, dealing with the same things that other teenagers do or young adults do. So how does their world look a little bit different than their straight counterparts, right? Uh, because it's it can be different, obviously. Uh, now, if you're a parent who uh, wants to just raise uh, kids that, um, you know, support all marginalized communities, not just LGBTQ, uh, all marginalized communities, uh, I think the best thing to do is normalize it. Just normalize it. Uh, I know Anna has done a great job with that with her children, where Aww. she doesn't necessarily, um, you know, said, hey, let's talk about gay people. You know, let's talk about this gay person or this gay family member. Did you know that they're a lesbian? I love that you just lived. Yeah. yeah. I want to come to a place where gay people don't have to come out because straight people don't have to come out. You know what I mean? That we just normalize it, that there's no more coming out anymore. We just live our lives. And if we if we just happen to be gay or lesbian, then that's just what it is. And I love that you've done that because I think that's the best thing that you can do when you normalize this for children. You know, there's women that I've dated uh, that have kids and they just normalized it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. This is who I'm dating. Uh, we get to, you know, I get to know them, uh, playing with them, you know, and it's no different if uh, that mm-hmm. person was with a man. Uh, yeah. That's right. So just, that's what, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Just normalize it. Keep living because kids are affected uh, by the beliefs and the actions of their parents. And if they see their parents being in a room that has, LGBTQ folks, and you're just keeping it moving and having, you know, just having regular conversations, then I guarantee that's what they're going to do. And if they have questions, don't be afraid to answer them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's okay uh, for for parents to do that. Because I think a lot of times uh, I see parents who are like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Don't ask this again. Uh, and I think that doesn't do, I think it does a disservice to the child uh, because essentially they're going to be around that at some point, they're going to be around it. So if you just normalize it uh, and you answer their questions, uh, I guarantee you all are going to raise amazing kids that are going to be allies. That's the key that are going to be allies to marginalized communities because that's what we need more of, especially now. Uh, so I think oh, I was going to say that, that that you know this story. I don't think Ashley know this story. Um, it, it's interesting to the people who can surprise you, like my mom, um, who is in her eighties, and you know she's were Catholic. And when she met, when she first met my brother in law, who is gay, but when she first met his partner before they got married, um, his partner went out of his way to say, this is my room and this is, you know, my, my other room and we're going to, you know, th- we, we, this, I sleep down here and he's up there. And I remember after, after that happened, you know, my mom said to me, she said, I thought you said that they were partners. 
And I said, I did. He goes, well, how come she told me that they like, that's his room down there and I'm up here and you know, we we're just roommates. I said, I don't know, mom, maybe he thinks that you're so old fashioned that, you know, you, you can't handle that. And I will never forget this. I laughed out loud when I was telling Ebony, my mom turned to me and she said, well, don't say anything because if that's what makes them comfortable, it's, it's very important, you know, that they're comfortable with me. So if that's what makes them comfortable, <laughs> we'll just go with it. And I remember <laughs> we laughed about it when I told you, Ebony, because here's my like 80 year old mom said, it's so important that we keep them comfortable. That is hilarious. Oh, I love, I that love your mom. That's a great story. And I love your mom. So hilarious. And also, yeah. and like, I think it's a generation thing. Yeah. Uh, your brother-in-law and his partner, uh, they're from the generation of, this is my roommate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, right, right. They're married now, you know, they're husbands. So. Right. Uh, and I love the fact uh, that your mom was super supportive. I think we're starting to see more of that in the yeah. older generation because of visibility. I always say the best form of activism is visibility. Mm. And I believe as people start to see more, they're like, oh, okay. You know, it's horrible to say this, but, oh, these people aren't so bad. Uh, you know, I think the more we're around it or people are around it, um, it goes back to just normalizing it. But if people don't have LGBTQ folks or other mar marginalized communities in their life, uh, they're going to look to TV, which can be very stereotypical, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just think it's important to just surround for people to surround themselves. Uh, I'm not saying like, you know, call some, call a group of gays and just have them all around, <laughs> but just, you know, as you're in that space. Uh, just Is there a number for it. that where I can call a gay? Call a group of gay. Is there a number for that? Oh my God. <laughs> Call a gay. <laughs> that's like, that's like is, that, my, is that a website? Because we need I, that if it's not. Yeah. I totally think it's something you should, I totally think, I don't know why the three of us just don't go do a Facebook live and we can, we can give all of our questions to you. Who does not want a gay bestie? Call a gay. Ebony, go and create that now. Um, I also want to say, like, that quote that you said, I actually wrote it down. The best form of activism is visibility. Like, oh, that is, that is, I love quotes. That one is really powerful. Um, so thank it's you. True. That. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So let me ask you something. Um, because I was when I was when I was doing my research on my friend, um, I was I was interested that you call yourself gender queer. Explain to me what that is. Sure. Because I, I'm just a little cisgender girl, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I feel like I I definitely identify with gender queer. I'm and lesbian and gay. Some people don't. I feel like terminology is changing and we're understanding our community a little bit more. Mm. I actually, when I first started tag, our tagline was um, your connection to the DC lesbian community. Cause remember we started in this area yeah. uh, and the first couple of years we got some pushback, you know, like everybody doesn't identify as lesbian uh, I'm, you know, more gender nonconforming. And I feel like this magazine doesn't speak to me, even though we had every type of person in the magazine, just that language 
yeah. uh, left people out, right? Uh, so I think these new terms are allowing people to identify themselves a little bit better. So for me, it goes back to I'm a masculine, a center woman, and so I feel queer. I feel gender queer. I feel andro because I have different energy. You know, I have uh, feminine energy. I have masculine energy. Uh, queer energy. Uh, and I just am who I am. And I feel like the word genderqueer uh, embodies that. And, and I think a lot of us have been looking for that description and that word uh, because generations before me, it was just two things, butch and femme and lesbian okay. or butch and femme, which meant also lesbian. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there, as the younger generation, my generation, you know, uh, came in, they're like, wait a minute, this doesn't, this is not who I am. This doesn't fit us. You know, I have friends who um, transition from a woman to a man and vice versa, right? And majority of the time we call them transgender, uh, mm -hmm. but there are transgender people who uh, don't identify with the words man and woman. Mm -hmm. They identify with, I'm a transgender queer person. Uh, and I mean, our community has just evolved, but personally for me, I feel that encompasses everything of who I am. You're That's right. interesting. Yeah. Your community, you know, being an ally, watching it evolve and, and all, there's a lot of changes. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep up and I want to make sure I'm keeping up. So true. I like, can't keep up either. Just so okay. you all know. I can't keep up either. Thank you for saying that because I, I feel, sometimes I feel ignorant. I'm like, oh God, like I'm behind and I want to support, right? So like, can we get into a little bit to identification? So there was LGBT, then there was LGBTQ. Now we have LGBTQIA plus and then allies, which we both are, um, you know, so then there's bi, pan, um, you know, can you explain why these identities are important? Um, is it a personal issue or is it to let others know who you are? Yeah, I think it's to let people know who you are first. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it goes back to how do we make sure everyone is included? It's about yeah. inclusion. And I believe it's important for everyone to be seen. So if there are community members that are saying, I'm not lesbian and I'm not gay, uh, then we need to you know, figure that out. How do you identify, right? Um, LGBT, uh, for those who don't know, uh, lesbian, uh, bi, hold on, L, I'm sorry, lesbian, gay, bi, uh, transgender, queer. So I know for the magazine, for TAG, uh, we do LGBTQ. Uh, and I know some other people do LGBTQIA. Uh, there's some back and forth with, with what the A means that I've heard from people. Uh, you know, I uh, intersex and I'm, I hope I'm able to say that word on the show. Uh, sure. And A has, I've heard asexual and I've heard allies. Uh, so I don't know necessarily what the A exactly stands for because people. Yeah, actually, you and I should, we should just always say allies. We should never say A because clearly we don't know. No, so. no. We'll just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's both. Um, it's also really 
interesting to me, and I've had conversations with people about this, and there could be somebody listening that might uh, not agree or might take a little bit of offense to this, but I find it interesting that any type of sexual thing, right, a sexual identity uh, gets put with the LGBTQ community, uh, if you kind of really think about it. Uh, so if that A stands for uh, asexual, they automatically get put in into the LGBTQ community. And I find that really interesting. It's like, hey, we don't know what you are, so we're just going to put you over here with these others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's okay. We're welcoming clearly because we are extending that acronym <laughs> tremendously. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, a little alphabet soup. Right. But I just think it's interesting uh, and why why that is. Uh, and I, I know some of it is because we're an inclusive community, because we uh, understand how it is to be oppressed. We understand how it is to uh, not be um, called the right identity or pronoun or whatever, which gets into what you were talking about, Ashley, which is, um, you know, how do you kind of have that language? How do you know the identity? Uh, I think, one, it goes back to uh, Google. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not saying you yeah. specifically, but if people who are listening, uh, yeah. if you don't know what that acronym means, do it. I personally, I'm part of, you know, this queer community and I had to look up what's, what's, what's pansexual, what's bisexual? Because in some way, they're kind of the same. Right. Okay. Thank you. So Thought it was just me. Wasn't going to say anything. In, in a way. And so I had to look that up myself. So don't feel like you can't catch up because some of us <laughs> in our community can't catch up. But what I understand is bisexual, um, bi, two, right? Uh, and then pansexual, it's kind of like anyone. So it's not necessarily guy and girl. It's queer people. It's gender nonconforming trans folks. So that's what pansexual is. They're like, listen, I don't care how you identify or how you look. If I, if I like you and I love you, then that's the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huh. How can our listeners find tag and find you on social media? Uh, so uh, tag is T A G G. Uh, so mm -hmm. you can go to our website, tagmagazine.com. Uh, we have uh, subscriptions that people can support us. We have a support page where people can donate, which was super uh, necessary last year during the pandemic. Uh, you know, we have tag shop items. So there are multiple ways that people can support. And of course, if they search for Tag Magazine on any of the social media platforms, uh, their goal hit, they'll uh, be able to find it. And I always say, if you know, if you can't contribute money, even just liking a company like Tag, Tag Magazine uh, helps us in the long run because uh, mm -hmm. it can turn into money for us to be able to say, wow, we got a thousand likes just in one month. Uh, that helps. So I just want to encourage people to do that, whether, whether it's Tag Magazine or another company, uh, that really, really helps. Uh, so yeah, thank you for that. And I'm on LinkedIn, Ebony spelled E-B-O-N-E, -E, last name Bell. 
Uh, and yeah, if, if listeners have questions or, you know, want to follow up, I always encourage that. Absolutely. And I find out so many, I mean, I do read the magazine and um, I follow Eb on, uh, Ebony on uh, social media and I find out things, I learned things I didn't never know. I didn't know Mary Trump was a lesbian. Yes. I didn't know first that. and foremost, I just want yeah. to tell you how much I love the fact that you are so connected to this magazine as an ally. <laughs> I know. It I is- love it. Now I'm like, I want to be connected to the magazine too. I'm so, I'm like a fan and follower here. Well, so I just want you to, I just want to ask you about this before I let you go, before we let you go. Um, so my friend Jason told me that he got a little certificate that said he was tag approved. And I want to know how I get that too. Wait a minute. I'm not quite sure. I, I have no idea. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. But he's like, yep, I've got my little sticker that's tag approved. And I was like, okay, oh. well. How did I not know this and how do I not have one? And then how do I get it? I need you to do me a favor and and have him take a picture or something. Because maybe okay. I know what he's talking about and I feel embarrassed that I can't even say anything <laughs> on this podcast. But I'm kind of like, was it a magnet? Was it a sticker we made? I'm not quite I don't sure. Know. But I, I need to know. know. I need to know now. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Thank you so much, Ebony, for coming on. I always have a blast whenever we talk. Ebony, you are such a great guest. Thank you for your time. And uh, thank you to our listeners, too. Yeah, thank you all so, so much. And thank you for having this conversation and uh, the great conversations you all continue to have. I think it's really, really important. uh, And I'm just honored to be a part of it. So thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. We'll talk to you again in two weeks, listeners. Bye, everyone.